Hello, friends. Welcome to That's Pretty Woo. Conversations about life, beauty, and magic. Because talking it out makes us all more connected. We're your hosts, Jordan Medina and Kayleen Seuss, two friends navigating the balance between making time for our work and passions while trying to be present in everyday life as mothers, partners, and citizens of the universe. Okay, let's chat. Jordan, I know we are both super excited about today's episode. We are recapping and reviewing a new woo-woo show on Netflix, The Goop Lab with Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. And before we dive in, we want to extend a spoiler alert. If you haven't watched all the episodes of Goop Lab yet, you might want to press pause and come back after you have. So this is our first ever like big time woo review. Like we're going to do a deep dive. I don't even know where to start except for that... Like, is this the first show you've ever watched where it doesn't matter what order you watch them in? No, I watch a lot of docu-series and okay. all of like Explained on Netflix is another one. And I will skip over them. Like I, I have yet to watch Explained Pandemic because it rings too true for like current times. Okay. But sometimes I'll be like, you know, explain diamond. So I, I like to pick and choose. So I immediately went in. I didn't see where it said to pick and choose, but I oh. immediately just went to where I wanted to go. Okay. Cause I remember when you and I were talking about it, you were like, have you watched the new goop show? And you were like, I've watched this one and that one, that one. And I was like, it sounds like she's picking and choosing. And like, I yeah. sit down and I want to start from the beginning and go to the end. So I was like a little bit intimidated. So of course I watched them in order. Yeah whatever order it was that it was presented yes. to me. Okay. But don't you think that like when they were making that, like wh- what is the motivation to not have an order? Like it's like a book that doesn't have chapters. Well, I think it's like each is a standalone thing. Okay. It, like n- it doesn't relate to the other correlate at all. So okay. like what would it matter if you watched them out of order? Okay. So I, maybe just like choosing your own adventure. Do you do that with podcasts? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not as... You're funny about that, though. Like, you like a sense of order. <laughs> like, you like to get through things. Well, yes, I do. I am much more of, like, a pick and choose where what I'm into in that moment kind of a person. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's probably just, like... It never occurred to me, if that makes sense. <laughs> I so, was offended. Yeah, that's funny. Okay. Well, before we go into, like, the episodes themselves, which we will have to review in a specific order, let's just take, like, a state of the woo-yin. Like, where it, are we as a collective in woo, like what is your take on like, are we ready for a show like this? And what does a show like this do for us? Yeah. You know, I liked it because uh, people have very strong opinions on goop. Like it's yes. for what it's She's worth, polarizing. like, you know, this is a brand that's been around for a long time. I think when it, for, when she first started, it was like, well, what's she doing? And it kind of got a little bit of like, what's that over there. But like over the course of the years, it's like part of the modern vernacular, like goop, is its own entity and it's definitely gotten more uh, popular and more polarizing as Mm -hmm. it's gone on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the overall tone of the show, I think really they brought in, and I think it's like the podcast has been a really good thing that's happened for them too, because it's allowed them a lot of opportunity to sort of, back up what they're saying. They they feature tons of different voices. They have like really, really, Elise Lunan, who's on the show as well as is the host of the podcast, is a fabulous interviewer. Yeah. She's super well-educated. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really bought a and lot like of- And like still very accessible. Ex- and yes. like, yeah, she's, yeah. she's not as, as aspirational as Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. Like she isn't famous the way that- Yeah, Gwyneth and she's Paltrow like a is. mom. She expresses yeah. some of her- um, She has anxiety. Yeah. Like she's like every woman. And so I've really like- you know, the podcast can be a little daunting now because there's so many episodes. Even Mm -hmm. I have not been able to keep up with like the amount of content that they turn out. I mean, they release like three a week and it's just, that's a lot. I bet that they will 
find a pace that works. Uh, for yeah, the and they have now they have offshoots of the podcast, so they have Goop the, Beauty and Goop Fellas. And, yeah, the um, guys one. Have you listened to the guys one? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. I wonder what the makeup is of that listenership. Like, is it really men? I, I doubt or is it. it. Women, but that I don't are know. Like, I need to learn about men. I, I, yeah, I think people in like the biohacking community would probably yeah. be interested in it because I don't think oh, it's do that think it's far like, off. Yeah, so it's like a Dave Asprey but goopified. Yeah. Okay. A little bit. Oh, I haven't listened to it. So yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's really not that different from the main channel. And mm-hmm. it's like maybe just Elise Lunen having that female perspective and Goop yep. being okay. what is typically considered a female brand. It's like an offshoot that maybe uh, some people would feel more comfortable in. Sure. Um, I, you know, I'm not sure the like, like why the, the reason why for it. So yes. is the beauty one still existing? Like, yeah. The, okay. the beauty closet. So okay. that one... Um, they don't do it as much. And some of the, the one of the girls from the beauty closet was also featured in oh, some of these okay. episodes as well. So okay. it was like nice to like put a face to a voice that you hear. Yeah. Um, and I still really like that. I think that they're just more, they don't do as many episodes as they just do a, a weekly and they've taken okay. like longer hiatuses, but, but it's a lot of content for that podcast. And I mm-hmm. think some people, it's sort of like Marie Kondo had reached, um, you know, so many people, but then when she got a Netflix show, it really like people who'd never heard of this, yes. it's now the just, you Marie Kondo it's your house. It's a vernacular. Yes. Yeah. And so I think I'm happy that they did this because I actually think that the show was well done and yeah. featured a lot of like, you know, they're really known for being like a lot of pseudoscience, which, you know, mm. we're not, we don't shy away from or we dislike. Dabble. <laughs> uh, we like, what is that attorney? Even that's such a negative term. Well, I, I think it's like, you know, when they're making like bold claims about things and there have been times where they've yeah. gotten like, I've definitely seen things where I'm like, okay, I see where people are coming from being bothered by this or okay. being like, yeah. you know, but I thought this made it a lot more accessible. I thought like by far and away, I was really happy for the show. I thought they did a great job. I liked every episode. I really like was so interested in every episode, but should we do that? Should we just like get into the episodes? Like what yeah, do you well, give, your opinion, do, give your opinion? Did you read the New York times article about goop? I'm not sure. Okay. The title is who's afraid of Gwyneth Paltrow and goop the long history of hating on woo. And the day the article came out, I'm not kidding you, five different people sent it to me. Oh, okay. Which I was like, hello, branding. Yeah. People are associating <laughs> me with woo. And I goop. Felt, I'm and flattered. Yeah. Goop. Yeah. Yes. But I was like so delighted that th- that woo as a term is like in the New York Times. Like yeah. we have been talking about woo and woo-woo and that's pretty woo for a year now. Yeah. And... When we first started the podcast, we were bump- we were running into a lot of people who are like, what is woo? That didn't even know what the term right. was. And now it's in a New York Times article. Yeah. So I was like, there's something happening. Like there are things are shifting. And it's a little tricky to know what's happening outside of our bubble, which is super sparkly and really into the woo. Like I don't know what is, you know, what the world yeah. is like outside of us reading the Akashic records and doing us sort of (laughs) crazy things. But it's very cool that somebody like Gwyneth Paltrow is doing a show like this and that people are having conversations about, well, why is there a long standing history of hating on woo? And the article goes into like the patriarchy and just like where women are in where women have been looked at in medicine and the like distinctions between like science and pseudoscience. Yeah. It's a really interesting article. And it it does seem like Gwyneth Paltrow's just landed in the crosshairs of some hot topics. And well, there's I, just people I, that like think that she's a whack job. And I don't think that at all. I don't either. And I think getting into the episodes, um, 
provided a little bit more insight into her. And, you know, I think like she's been notoriously cold in interviews and like there's different things that have added to this uh, mystique. Mm-hmm. You know, when when people are doling out recommendations for a cookbook where the daily list of ingredients totals over $1,000, like that's actual things that have happened. And I understand why people would feel like, how is this accessible to mm-hmm. everybody? Mm-hmm. But then of course there's other things that are. And like whose job is it to be accessible? You know what I mean? Like is that her right, job? Right, right. Well, yeah, know. it's an She's ask- a person. She, and, that, and she said that it's <laughs> yeah. an aspirational brand. But I think on, yeah. on one of the episodes, there was like a moment where, and I think we should get into the episodes because I think You're that's like actually, dying, I, di- I think, I think we should it. get into them because I think it's like the episodes are going to reveal more about what well, we Well, I want you to read total, this article. But I will read that article. Okay. Go. Okay. Go. So what is the first episode that we're talking about? Well, you, in the, like, if you log into Netflix, it like starts with the drug one. Okay. And I did start with this one actually. Okay. Um. So... The drug one, basically, and, you know, I'm assuming you've all seen this because if you haven't, like, please. Or you're not going to watch it because you could be like Jordan and yeah. you like to know the ending of everything before but I still you watch, watch it. Well, yeah, I know. Or you'll watch it after yeah. you listen to this. Okay, that's so, true too. So, no matter what, we have freedom to speak like from this point forward. Yes, but I'm trying to decide like, do we need to give a recap or is it more just like go straight into it? Well, let's just say what is the drug one? Okay, so the drug one is where a team, each, each episode features like a a bit of the goop staff going and doing an experimental thing. And then it also features like real life um, yes. sources who've experienced this thing. And then it also it features uh, typically Elise Lunan and Gwyneth Paltrow sitting with a practitioner, the practitioner the expert. And spe- or an expert and speaking about the topic. So the first one yeah. is about drugs and they're basically talking about using specifically psychedelics mm-hmm. in order to have an expansive experience that heals old wounds and traumas. Uh, it features about like five of the staffers who go and each, some, you know, one girl has like lost her father. Another gentleman has like some childhood trauma. He's good friends with Gwyneth. And then um, talks about like maybe it hints only at like Gwyneth's dabbling and things. It doesn't really like mm. get straight into that, which I think yeah. that's valid. She's a celebrity and probably has a lot, is caught up in the crosshairs a lot more, which I think yeah. in terms of talking. I wonder like as a, I, I wonder about like pe- the people that were participants in this, like ones that are parents. Yeah. Or I mean, anyone who would, who would become a parent, like, this is like documented now. Like how yeah. much of it do you want to reveal publicly, but also to like future children? You sure. know, it's just like, so I'm sure that there was like a lot of thought that went into like the participants and how much like Gwyneth or whoever, like how much do you want to reveal? And like the people that were on probably had to be pretty willing to like, to have it be shared. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like you and I might go try these things, but we wouldn't necessarily like want it to be filmed. Oh yeah, I mean like there's such a bravery that I've comes gone with back that. and forth with even like I've had my wild child years, which like I won't shy away from actually, and I've like had some wild child years. I've definitely experienced psychedelics and have my own opinions about them. I'm not unhappy that I've used them at all. You know, my husband is what a bit of a like square box in that way has never experienced any of that stuff, which is fine. Yeah, um, no judgment there because it's like you know there's probably judgment on the other end too. And so I think it's sort of like I, I definitely understand like on a in a real way what they're talking about like when they talk they talk a little bit about how like well your psychological state before you head into the trip what you're really hoping for like how that's what you get out of it and they mention a lot about like the people now doing all these like ayahuasca Mm -hmm. and doing it without the guidance and how like almost dangerous that can be and I've definitely like seen people have bad trips in the past like I've never really quite had one myself but like it's it can be scary and intense and lots of feelings and um, but it's a, definitely a new way of viewing and looking at yourself 
And I just, I thought like, how interesting was the guy who, um, he was not on the trip, but it was like one of the, it was a soldier who had really severe PTSD and he ended up doing uh, MDMA under controlled supervision so that he could talk about his experiences. And he had uh, before that tried to commit suicide like five times, I believe he said. Hmm. And two of the times that he had tried to commit suicide were with a gun. And one of the times the gun uh, like broke and the other time it was like, it was like basically broke both times. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, that's very woo that's in and of woo. itself yeah. and like leading him to this path. And then now how he's felt healed from it. And I'm just so happy that like they're using these um, really powerful medicines like mm-hmm. plant medicines and other medicines. Some of it's not plant, um, but I, I'm really happy for them to be using this. Like, I don't know. I think I thought it was like really interesting. I thought, I thought they only gave us like glimpses into the people in the therapy retreat, which I think is yeah. fair and valid. Like yeah. we don't really know what was going on inside those people's brains. Yes. Like we talked about in the last episode, you don't know what's happening yeah. in people's brains, but there was, I feel this was the first one I watched and I feel like there it's probably the least relatable for me in terms of like my personal life experience. But the takeaways that I brought with me were like that there's so much about connection. Like when that man like really just needed to be held. Yeah. There's such an importance in our humanity with connecting and connecting with ourselves, connecting with our outer world, connecting with our inner world, connecting with each other. And so, you know, they were, they weren't in this scenario, they weren't going on those trips alone. Like they were with in community with each other and then like with their guides. And so I thought that was really important. I definitely don't recommend doing any of that alone. Um, I mean like one-on-one with a person, even like a practitioner, like they were in a community of like quite a few people. Oh yeah. Um, And then somebody said in the episode that no one is really healthy and that we all have trauma and there's always things that we're working on. And I just think that that's like a really important point to like hold true that I think sometimes, um, especially if you have like a lot of privilege, which you and I do, there can be this like sense of like, oh, well, my trauma isn't that isn't as bad. And like, that might be true, like on a grand scale, it certainly is. I think probably that's how I feel, but it doesn't change the fact that like you still have trauma. Oh and yeah, no, it doesn't do you know negate I mean? it. That, like, oh yeah, yeah. That, like you're better off dealing with it and yes. like that this was an avenue for those people to deal with it. Yeah, I mean the, the thing about the drugs is it really breaks open, breaks you open right. um, to a part of yourself that you maybe are unwilling in your day-to-day life. Like if you mm-hmm. have a p- pretty big ego shell and it seemed like maybe like the gentleman who's friends with Gwyneth did mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. had like this day-to-day ego shell that he'd really built like up. Like a huge and, protection. Uh, a huge yeah. protection. Yeah. This is a quick way to get inside. And I mean, it it does, you yeah. know, I, like I was saying that Nathan and I are like watching Mad Men and uh, if, uh, also spoiler for Mad Men, but Roger Sterling, the character on that show, he, in one of the seasons, he like, he and his wife do like a dive into LSD because uh-huh. it was a popular like kind of yeah. pa- party trick of the time. And they have like a practitioner who's like somebody guiding them. And, you know, that was very much akin to my experience as a youth, like, um, you know, w- with a group of people, which I think is the way to do it, um, making sure everybody's in a good headspace. And then somebody's kind of like a, a, a bit of a sober guide for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it's it was just interesting to see it in this like uh, more therapeutic sense and you're doing it to kind of like specifically to quell your demons versus just like have a good time or, mm-hmm. you know, even though I think inevitably these drugs, because it's such a inner, inner, you know, scope you're going to get to, I think it was interesting to see, you know, just how that played out for, yeah. for people. So I thought, I thought it was an interesting episode and I 
I liked it. Like I, it wasn't my favorite episode, yeah, but I was like happy to dive in with this one. Yeah. The craziest trip I've ever been on is at the dentist getting a root canal. That's a trip. Dude, I had like, <laughs> oh, an experience. I was like, um, I guess it's laughing gas. Is yeah. That, okay. And nitrous. Yeah. And the woman was like, there was like a woman tending to me. That was her only job was to like, be, I guess she's the assistant <laughs> to the doctor, but she was like tapping my shoulder the whole time, like just tapping my shoulder. And like, as I was like getting into the drug, like I was thinking about like how like it's our responsibility, my responsibility as a mother to like, just be there for my children to like tap them just to let them know that like, I'm here yeah. and you're safe and I'm taking care of you, but like you're, and you're going to be okay. And just like tapping. And like, I also had this like super woo, like, Oh, what's the word? I had the like deja vu mm, experience mm -hmm. of like, I've been here before, but I've never had a root canal before. Yeah. But I was like, I, and then I like had this feeling of like knowing all of the answers and like knowing the meaning of the of life. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like, okay. And then I like, then I could see that I had access to this information. And I also knew that I was going to lose it. Yeah. That it was all going to be gone. And I started laughing. Yeah. And the lady was like, uh, hun, are you okay? And, yeah. and I was like, I think so. Like, I'm sure they've seen that a time or oh, two. Oh, <laughs> I know. Of course. Yeah. And like, you also have that like anxiety when you're, oh, yeah. especially in a medical, I mean, I'm sure you do in any drug situation, yes. but in a medical situation, we feel so naked and exposed. And like, that was also the other thought that I had going into it is like that we are all human and that it's our responsibility to take care of each other. And like my mouth would be in extreme pain if it weren't for these the yeah. doctor and the woman to like, what's, I don't know what they're called. The hygienist. She's not a hygienist assistant. I don't yeah. know. Um, like if they weren't there to care for me, that I would be like hurting so bad. And that like, it was really uncomfortable to have a root canal, but like the, thank God for the medicine. Yeah. To, like, so I just had like all of these thoughts. And like, I just remember thinking like, you can't hold on to this wisdom because it's going to go away yeah. when you're, when you come Which out Which I've this. had that experience too on other drugs. Right. So yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely drugs, drugs right? Yeah. And like, yeah. Oh, that's a drug. I mean, that's like, Oh yeah. yeah. I was like really trippy. So that made me think of that. Cause that's really the only time that I've had a, like a trip, but well, that it was is a, trip. a real trip. That is a trip. And so that's, that's basically what it's like. It's like breaking you out of that yeah, it's and exactly like I was same. still there, but I wasn't. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. So, well, the next episode that it, we're just gonna go in Kayleen's order. Okay, the cold one. Okay, I love I love the cold one. I love Wim Hof. Like I have like a, a soft okay, spot. Okay, like, tell him. me like how you came to love Wim Hof because honestly, I've heard the term Wim Hof before, like at Paleo FX and stuff. Yeah. I didn't know it was an actual person. Okay. So my first- That's a man's name. When when Goop first came out, I believe he was like one of their first 10 podcasts. And I, at this point, I was listening to all of them. And I didn't love that podcast where he was on it, but I thought it was interesting. He's, okay. he's a bit like- he was a bit overbearing in his speaking, even mm. though he seems like super charming when you watch him on videos. Maybe like the um, audio versus But the audio visual. versus, yeah. So he was like, it, it, I couldn't really get a good grasp on what he was trying to say. Like okay. he was kind of like interrupting the question. So it was, uh, the, I don't love that as a reference, but I also follow this girl on YouTube who she does, she used to work for BuzzFeed. She has her own channel and she dabbles in a lot of like biohacking and then woo stuff. And she's, um, she does these like, she's big into yoga. She's, she's younger. She's so cute. Her name is Sky Life is her channel. Her name is Sky Cohen. 
And she's a really cute girl and she's like done all of the, she's gotten all of these like bulletproof lab things where she'll cool. like do 30 days of bulletproof this or, you know, 30 days of this method of yeah. working out. Cool. And she ended up pairing with this group who they have like, they're these young guys who have millions of followers on YouTube. I'm not familiar with their channel until she had posted about a collaboration they were doing. Um, and that their channel is called Yes Theory. And Yes Theory produced a hour and a half long YouTube documentary, but it's really, really well produced. I mean, these guys, like they have a decent budget for their videos. Like it's really nice. Yeah. Okay. In case nobody knows, like people watch YouTube, like they watch Netflix. Now. Yes. I did not know. I'm like a grandma, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you've been into the YouTube. I've been for in a YouTube for the YouTube forever. But yeah, like you can yeah. watch real like I know a girl content. Yeah, she yeah. like only watches YouTube. I mean, I some like, of it's what? is well produced as Netflix and it's like when you've it's almost yeah. like it's like an extended like, It's like self publishing a book. It's also going like think about if you have like a um influencer you love on Instagram, but you get like one little blip of yeah. them. Imagine watching twelve minute to twenty minute to yeah. thirty minute videos of them. It's a lot more I think like, for me it's always been like really I mean, this is a tangent, but like really overwhelming to like like, how do I find something? And like, yeah. you just log in and it's like facing, you're like YouTube sitting. has really great algorithms for that. Does it? Oh yeah. Like you turn it on. Like if I turned it on today, there's 12 videos I want to watch that are all lined up right so in a row. So it's similar to what, like just logging, just like opening up Time Warner Cable and being like, what's on these six channels? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then like you're, you like can subscribe to them. So that's like podcasting, but also yeah. like DVR. And based off of what you've watched before, what you've, how many of so many videos they're mm -hmm. going to like, the algorithm's going to produce like stuff in that vein. And I so you're going to your find algorithm is good because you've watched. Like, yeah. I don't think oh, that's yeah. my You would have to watch for like a month yeah. before the algorithm gets good, but it's, yeah. it's pretty intuitive. So I will say like, I highly recommend it's also owned by Google. So it's like your searches and yeah. everything, like it, it all is together. So it's, that's probably why the algorithm is, the future so is here. Anyway. So, YouTube is great. Okay. And the, yes, there did this video, this documentary, and it was, um, and this one, I felt like the goop episode was like a light version where they like kind of get into it, but they don't quite explain like exactly what it is and why it works. And his process, his whole process. Okay. And so in, in this one, they go to his space, which I think he lives in like Scandinavia. I loved this episode. Um, I love this episode too. I, okay. I'm dying to do the Wim Hof method have been for a while. Like have been for a while. They come and they do, there's practitioners all over the country. You pay about $200. You do the breathing, which is you, ha you have to do with somebody else because it's the type of breathing where you can hurt yourself. You can have seizures. You, somebody needs to be above you. You can even see somebody kind of having an experience of that. Um, they have it a lot more in that episode uh, that I'm referring to the docuseries mm -hmm. because they're in a way higher altitude and a much colder mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. And they're actually staying in uh, like frigid water that could kill you for an extended a, a time longer than will kill you is what they do. And that that's like typically this is the so, method. And then you're like, I'm dying to do I it. I don't want to go there and do that where it could kill you, but I do want to do the <laughs> ice bath like in town where it like won't kill you, but it's okay. like people do it as um it, they say you just feel really powerful. And like, you yeah. can see that you can see that play out in the episode where it's like, I didn't really feel cold because mm -hmm. we did this breath work and it's a mm -hmm. mindset. And then, it's the same as walking on coals, hot coals. Yeah. It's like the same thing of like mind over matter and getting your body to a state where it's like gonna you're like you get to a state where you're like my body is safe I'm gonna yes. be safe and and it's temporary and all of that yes yeah. so why did you love that episode I just thought like aesthetically I thought it was a really beautiful episode yeah and I really liked the stories like the woman that had anxiety like after her having a child and just like the experience she had of being like I think that fixed me like yeah. that that finding of a solution and that like 
awareness of like, and I hope I can hold on to it. And she has that question. And then afterwards, when they're like sitting on the pink couch and they're doing like the debrief and she's there and she's like, I haven't had a panic attack. Like to see somebody go through that, like being super like debilitated by a mental thing. Yeah. Then to go through a physical practice and to reach a solution. Like I thought that was like, so amazing. And I was really touched by the story about his wife. Oh, I know. I had never heard that actually in any of my Wim Hof content. I did think that was a big takeaway. And I had, yeah. So that was just like, whoa. And that he has gone from a thing that could cause so much despair in somebody's life to him bringing so much healing and love Mm -hmm. it. Like he just has like, which I'm surprised, but I can also see why maybe on the podcast, like he wasn't like, also it was like early in their podcast. So that could also be part of it. But like, when he was like playing the guitar. Oh, he's super charming. Song. Yeah. Like he just like, I just wanted to like put him in my pocket and take him with me everywhere. Yes. So I, I fell in that. love with him watching yeah. the other, the okay. yes theory, because okay. it was like his home, his son, like yeah. what a true practice this is for him. Yeah. How encouraging he was. I mean, they're doing something that could kill them. So it was a bit extreme, but the way he like held them and guided them, this yeah. one was like, a very much light version yeah, of it. Yeah, but that's but like it was my also, style. Like, oh, I'm me not too. I'm camp. not trying to do the, yeah. like, I'm not trying to go to like Scandinavia. I want to do the yeah. ice bath where they like, it's like the practitioners come and do it in your town or he comes, you right. know, and does it. I would love to do that. It's like a three minute ice bath. Like, do you that's take doable. cold showers? I don't. Like, you, no, no, I, I want to okay. do it like with the method where you do the breath work, the, mm-hmm. like the movement, and then you get it. Like, I want it to be the Wim Hof method just to see what that's like. And I, what I've heard from people who do it, the girl Sky Cohen, she does it right. She had done the regular ice baths with different practitioners. She had met Wim Hof in LA mm-hmm. before she ever went there and brought the idea to the Yes Theory people so that they do this extreme version. Mm-hmm. And she was she's like addicted to them because she's like, it's the most empowering. And you can feel like the euphoria people feel after doing it. Even Nathan watched that one with me and I could sense that he would be like, it would just be like a, like a cool thing to do and try. Like, mm-hmm. I would love to have that experience. Like, I'm very open to that, you yeah. know? And okay. so that's what I mean by, like, I'm not like, I don't want to do like the Wim Hof method daily, but like, I would no. I would okay. love to go I and get trained. No, they, I want to go like pay $200 and get the training, do the breath work, jump in the ice bath and be like, I did that. Like oh. what, I think that sounds really like cool and healing. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I, I've also like the cold shower thing has been like hitting my atmosphere from a lot of different angles. So yeah. I thought that was like really interesting. Like I read Dave Asprey's book um, and he talks in his most recent book. He yeah. talks about like taking cold showers and, and cold therapy and cryotherapy. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I do cryotherapy regularly. What do you mean? I do cryotherapy. I regularly. go to the restore cryo wellness and I jump in a machine. It's on class paths. I love it. It's actually so healing. It's so good for your skin. It's so good for like cellulite and like collagen. It's amazing. Um, and it, it also like makes me feel trimmer. It does. It burns so many calories in such a short time. It's like a nothing. Like it's, um, it's awesome. Highly recommend cryotherapy. So, uh, and doing that makes me feel like, it makes me feel like I drank a bulletproof coffee on steroids. It gives me energy for the rest of the day. I sleep like a dream. So like that, the idea of doing like a, um, the ice bath is like right up, right in that vein. I see why it would work. Interesting. But yeah, I love the cryotherapy. Highly recommend. Those are, you can get a session on like Groupon for nothing. It's well worth doing at least once. Is it like a nice place? Yeah. They'd have, um, infrared light. This, I love restore. They have a couple over Austin, but it's a local chain. Okay. And they do, um, like infrared healing. They Mm -hmm. do like not, a, it's like a more targeted, like cool sculpt thing that they can do with the cryotherapy. So it's like a targeted cryotherapy where if mm-hmm. you have like an area on your mm-hmm. body, you want to um, 
it's not as severe as cool sculpt, but definitely you can lose inches. And then they have the cryo machine. They have is it, when you say lose inches, like is it permanent or does it come back oh, when no, your body permanent. gets warm? No, it's permanent. This is like you will like you lose weight. You can lose weight doing just like sitting in a machine for three minutes. It's amazing. Why have you just told me about it now? I didn't know. I thought you knew. I just assumed you would know this. Like, I don't know. You would the, know if I knew because yeah. I would tell you. Well, I wasn't. I did it years ago and then I haven't done it in years. And then when they got launched on ClassPass, they're right next door to my spin class. So oh. I would do my spin class and then I'd scoot on over and do a quick like sweaty body freeze. And I was like seeing the best results, but mm, yeah. Interesting. So really, really quick, good. Um, but it's a lot of points on class pass. So it's like, do I work out or do I go get this like frozen? I mean, if all you do is stand there. It's why great. Would, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, Ashley Wood on the, um, the line, she's also channeling the pinnacle is telling her to take cold showers. So it's like the, mm. there's like this, like external entity of wisdom that's like, hey, just get in the cold. Cold therapy. Yeah. So it's like interesting that like a biohacker, a channeler, and then goop, they're all saying the same thing. And then this like, is he Swedish? This like yes. renegade Swede is like, all. they're all like coming to the same conclusion. So I always find that to be very interesting. So I was like, hmm, and that's okay. And like breath work is always something that I've been super interested in because of swimming yeah. in my whole life. I swam competitively. And so, I mean, I can swim or I probably can't now, but I could swim three lengths of the pool without breathing. Yeah. Like I always That's like amazing. breath work was like really something I loved, which is why I loved yoga after yeah. I quit swimming. I love there's yoga. There's so much breath work in that. And scuba diving. Yeah, no, I'm not. I've never scuba dived it's and I don't know. Too. I, don't I was like I really, I was like naturally really good at it. Um, Nathan like loves scuba diving and at some point I got like quickly certified and went with him and I actually burst my eardrum. So there was that, but the, <laughs> but the initial part was really cool because it's also all about breath work and mm -hmm. that's what keeps you low mm -hmm. and keeps you from like floating, bobbing up to the top. So you have to have long controlled breaths, just like yoga. And yeah. like a lot of yoga had helped me with the breath work. So it was funny because naturally I was like, able to have a better uh, scuba experience. Mm -hmm. And I, except for the part where I burst my Um But we digress. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I really love this episode. I thought like it was just fun and upbeat. I thought it was like powerful and, and it's such an interesting thing. I mean, I don't think like the Wim Hof method is the only method to control your mind, but mm -hmm. I think it's like, I think it's, it's cool that he's developed that. To yeah. Like something it's a that quick other, way to tap in. Yeah. But I mean, there's a lot of different practices, but the like the exercise that Tony Robbins does to get everybody pumped up and ready to walk on the coal. Isn't that Tony yeah, Robbins? That's right. It's this, it I means it's yes. the same thing. Yes. So it's just different ways avenues, of tapping in. Yeah. To like coming into your body's power. Speaking of body's power, the next one is the vulva slash vagina one. Okay. So this, I have a really funny story about this one. Okay. Um, so I, <laughs> I had saved this one for last because it was the one I was actually just the least interested in, but I also had saved it. And I, it was my birthday on the day I was like, I'm going to watch this. And oh. I was super, super sick, had like a stomach issues. I was like, just not feeling well at all. And my husband now recently in the last like two weeks and now has an employee that works out of our house for currently. And so it's been like, you know, they're getting into transition and it's like, it's a transition for me because like I'm home some of these days. Right. So it's like, Hey, I'm going to be here like whole new, living my life and like yeah. trying to navigate that. Um, now he's in an office like with the door shut. So it wouldn't, shouldn't matter. Wouldn't matter. But, um, <laughs> but on this day, I'm like, 
I decide I really want, I'm sick. So it's like, I want to eat my bagel bites, you know, and I want, I'm, it's my birthday. So I want to eat my bagel bites and I want to watch my goop vaginas. Like that's what's happening for me. And Nathan is like working from the kitchen. So he is like sitting at our dining table and he's like, do you have to watch this right now? Like, like understandably like embarrassed or whatever, maybe not understandably, like it's part of the episode. Right. And so I'm like, I'm like, so annoyed that Mm -hmm. he's like asking me not to watch this, but I'm like, I'm watching this It's my house, my living room It's my birthday. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm just going to turn the volume down. Like we can deal like the door is closed. It's fine. Yeah. And um, so I go and I'm like watching, but I'm like only half watching. Do you watching not have a TV in your sick. room? No, we only have the one TV. And so, and our TV is like and the size of the wall. And you want to bring it, your computer into your room and watch it? No, I wanted to, I, I don't have the, <laughs> it's a long story, but I don't have the, Nathan doesn't have the password. It's like a whole thing where we have to reset the Netflix password for oh me to have it God. on my computer currently. Okay. And I was not in the mood. I just wanted to, I was sick. Like, and it's my birthday. Like I should be allowed to watch in my living room what I want to watch. And so I'm like annoyed, but I'm also like only half watching, which is really annoying Nathan. Cause I'm like kind of scrolling on my phone at this point, like yeah. I'm d- before I like get into the episode and um, waiting on my bagel bites. And mm-hmm. so all of a sudden, like the door, the door, the, the alarm dings for the bagel bites. And I like turn around and I go to like open it up and our TV, we have a giant TV. It's like the whole wall over there. So it's like our little movie theater screen. And Nathan's like, Jordan! and I turn around and it's like, just, I was not expecting like full on vagina. And mm-hmm. so it was like full on vagina. And at this point I also understand where Nathan's coming from, but I also feel like, Deal with it. Deal with it. And I also feel embarrassed. And I also feel like it's my birthday. I, I, it was a myriad of emotions, okay? <laughs> and my hormones are crazy. So I was literally like, I like turn around like, you ruined my birthday. And like, I like grab my bagel bites and then I go like eat them in the back bedroom, not watching Netflix because I don't have the password. So I'm like, oh, so I had to like come back to it at a later date because it was like wow. this hilarious thing. But then it was like even watching the episode, which speaks a lot to the like, Shame, shame, and, and vulgarity hiding. of the yeah. of a vagina. Yeah, and it was such an interesting conversation. Yes. Even how this fight played out, which we have now la- since like very much made up and cracked up. Like I so wish there was like a camera on the wall for like yeah. this uh, whisper fight we had because also there's an employee in our house. You know, like um, of, yeah. it was just a hilarious like moment that's so ridiculous that could only be like a goop episode made <laughs> this happen. Um, and so a goop ec- episode about vulvas about vulvas and and, yeah and it was i mean in you know about romance and sex and all of these things Mm -hmm. which is like such an interesting um topic so anyway you go with like what your thoughts on this episode is well i'm just like so impressed with betty like i was just like oh my gosh this woman is 90 years old yeah and she was so like just watching her like sit on the couch chatting with gwyneth paltrow and just like she she just came off as like so empowered and so vulnerable, but so tough and like such a feminist, you know, just like what I imagine like a true feminist to be was like her. And then her um, work partner, Carlin, and the bravery that she had to like masturbate. Oh, wow. In front of a crew. Yeah. Like to bring herself to climax. I mean, I also thought maybe I want to buy one of those little ball things. (laughs) Like I was like, that looks interesting. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how many people have purchased that. Oh, I'm sure. It's probably like sold out. I'm going to, I'm going to check that out. Cause it's, I was like, "Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. And just the, I mean, I think the conversation was a greater conversation. And I read an article that was pretty like critical and negative of Gwyneth Paltrow 
on her being not knowing the difference between the vagina. Okay, I think and I read vulva. this article too. It was on Mashable, is the one I or okay. I read. Uh, it would, did it also talk about though? Like it had it had a dichotomy because they were the article that I read. It spoke a lot about like Gwyneth's past claims about vaginas, which have been a lot of the controversy in Goop. It's like mm-hmm. the yoni, the yoni egg, egg. Yeah. as well as the vaginal steaming, which I don't know about the stories around that. Like they just reference that in the article. But yeah. Do you know more yeah, about I it? Yeah, I do because, well, I mean, I've, I've done a yoni egg. So it's like, I've, I've, I've dabbled in that rabbit hole and I can't speak to whether or not it does any of the claims. Please that don't say, say rabbit um, hole. The, the hole. <laughs> okay. We're going to back to it. Hold on. Do not edit Editing that out. out. Editing mm. out. Oh no. my God. No shame. No shame around this vagina. But no. yeah, I've, I dabbled in a yoni egg postpartum. Um, for pelvic floor strength and like I could understand it on a way of like like I mean people do vaginal weights and things people like that. People are just so I you are it is such an critical part of our body that we don't you can't see it. No, and, and you need information and about honestly, it. Honestly like you know, I can't recommend enough. Alyssa Vitti's book should really be required reading. And I've said it before. And like, if there's one book you ever read from this, I think that's, and you're a woman, that's what I say to take away from this. Because how much we don't know about ourselves, our bodies, our hormones, how much is not taught to us because mm-hmm. of the society we've been raised in, which is worried about masculine the health, patriarchy. worried about worried about men's health. Yeah. Even the even the keto and all these movements, these fasting, which we'll get into soon. Yeah. Um, a lot of these things are geared towards men's bodies and the studies that they do. It's also because you can't study women the way that you can study men because of our hormone cycling. But but when you have somebody like Alyssa Vitti who is studying that and is doing experimental work that leans towards fasting sometimes and and doing diets sometimes that have higher carbs and lower carbs and -hmm. and cycle syncing and you do have these things that are, she is proving the method scientifically. I think she's worth looking into and I think like there's a lot of noise out there and this just isn't noise when it comes to her. But I liked how this episode was about like not shaming the vagina. And yeah. I, I thought it was educational and scientific. Totally. And they, 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 and still very feminine. Yeah. Like it wasn't like a textbook experience. It was like, they kind of, and, and I love how they were like, they were still surprising the viewer by being like, no, we're really going to put some vaginas on the screen right now. Yeah. Vulvas. Also that distinction between vagina and vulva. I mean, like, I don't know. Words are words. And like you can, you know, but I think that's an important thing to like. Uh, I did too. And people were giving flack in the article I was reading. And maybe it was the same article that Gwyneth didn't know. They were praising her in some aspects saying like, well, this wasn't the yoni egg and vaginal steaming of the past. But, and this was like really geared towards like anti-shame and that it was, Mm -hmm. those were all very positive things. And they were also saying that like, they were shaming her a little bit for not knowing like the vulva vagina difference. But I can't say that I knew the vaginal canal is part of the vulva. Like, I don't think that I knew that. Like, well, I mean, it's not something that we're taught. And like, also I think that like, she may have been playing up her reaction slightly because it's like, it was like, a, I mean, I would do that. If yeah. I was like sitting across from Betty having a conversation, sure. I'd be like, oh, oh my God. You know, because like it's just, and like there was a banter between them. So I feel of like course. that's part of the context of that exact situation was like they were having fun learning about this thing. It isn't supposed to be crazy serious all the time. Like it's a fun thing to yeah. talk about. Yeah. It's pleasure and like our anatomy and like these are good things. It should. It doesn't need to be so serious all I the agree. time. I was surprised by the statistic about the labiaplasty. It was like a really high percentage yeah. or the percentage of people that have had labiaplasties has increased like a ton. And that just seems like if you, 
I'm sure that there's a medical reason for a certain percentage of labiaplasties, but like, and no shame for anybody that has had that or wanted to have that, but it just kind of seemed to me like there's only a few people well, who it's, could benefit there, from I that. read, I, I can't remember where I read this years ago. Well, I had a friend who I know that she has like very strong opinions about her own labia, like feelings about it, opinions about it. And t- I think part of it, and this is so crazy, I had read the statistic where, do you know what actually has driven up labiaplasty is um, Lululemon and leggings and the now the culture camel of toe. women's leggings and camel toe and oh feeling that feeling the discomfort of the excess skin. So I think wow. there's a correlation. I mean, if you think about it, all of us are living in yoga pants currently. And I, it would never... I'm wearing jeans. Uh, well, you know what I mean. Yes. Day, on the general day yeah. to day. And it's so it's like so much more visible. Yes. And so and I, it's not it. something that I've dealt with, but I know a yeah. friend who has. And so I think huh. there's that like... I can't remember where I read this. I've got to find it because well, I will find it. But the thing they were it. saying is that it's related to the porn industry and that every all but the I don't, actors. But I don't in think it's porn, just that. But yes, I do think that, that too. what we're seeing yeah. isn't is like a modified visual. Yes. which like I think we know when we see um, breast implants now. Like yeah, a lot of times you you know that that's what you're seeing, or it's at least something that like you are aware of in your consciousness of like, well, this is an area of our of women's bodies that we alter. Like that's like, yes. but I didn't know that this was like another place of on women. I just didn't know that. Yeah. So I was like, oh, wow. That's like information, like really interesting information. Yeah. Um, I was also like really, I don't know. I just like, I was thinking about Mrs. Fletcher on HBO. Love that show. So oh, that good. Show is so oh my God, it was good. so good. I, I'm so sad. It's like over. I know. But it was so good. It was, it's worth watching. Yeah. And it made like, I feel like you could watch the Volvo one. And yeah. then watch Mrs. Fletcher yeah. and just like the embodiment of like human sex, like female sexuality and just like owning it the way that she like owns it and the experiences that she goes through yeah. and like at, in like her middle age, like empty nest experience and how sometimes you have to be, I feel like alone, it maybe isn't, th- but like, yeah, alone and, and experiencing some of that connection to yourself yes. and your body um, to feel empowered enough to experience it with a partner. And so I can't remember the other woman who was in the episode, but she, when they did like the massage and right. the consent and all of that, like I was as intrigued by that piece of the episode of like how we communicate and how we like, I'm as guilty of this as anybody, like wanting to per like do mental telepathy with my partner so that he knows exactly what I want at all times. Not oh, just yeah, like, yeah. like communicating, it, not even just intimately, but just like about the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you're not going to get what you want unless you can effectively communicate what you right. want to somebody. And right. so that was an interesting part of the episode as well. But yeah, I felt like I was really proud of them for doing that. And I just, it made me think a lot about birth too and just like the female body and like what it's capable of. And like when Carlin, you know, brought herself to climax, it's like giving birth on a table in front of like, that would be like as intimate of a thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so there's, there's like a real bravery to, to being a woman, I thought, and just like what they did in that episode was just impressive. Yeah. I, li- I like that episode on the total. I think it's, it's, you know, a good one to, it was, like I said, it was the one I was least interested in, but I, I don't think it was my least favorite. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. so I think it was like a testament to just the science and statistics of, you know, being of 
the shame around it. And I thought, I think you're right. Like about like the labiaplasty and all those kinds of things. It was just a good episode. I really like that one. Betty is 90. Yeah. Like that's the other thing. She didn't seem 90, did she? No. And they were like joking, like, oh, maybe it keeps you young, you know? And it was like, yeah, yeah, I mean, she's like, she, there's, she's just like seems so well, Yeah, you know? And like, what if that's the key to wellness for some people? Yeah. What if that's like, we're trying to do so many other things. And like, what if, what if that's it? Hey, maybe it is, you know, I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. Shifting gears. <laughs> well, not really, but the longevity one. This okay. is what they, they like kind of, this episode was supposed to be about longevity, but I really thought it was about diet. I did too. Specifically about fasting. I did too. So, and I think they're related. Yes. But I don't think that, I I really didn't walk away from this episode. I liked it and we can, we're going to get into it, but yeah. I didn't think that it was about longevity. It didn't sell me. It didn't sell me either. Okay. And it didn't sell me on necessarily the fasting. And that's because I just listened to Alyssa Vitti okay. talking about her new book and talking about being a woman and talking. Did you listen to it on a podcast? Or? Yeah, I listened okay. to her. She was speaking about it on Lacey Phillips podcast, the expanded podcast. It was actually a good episode. Um, And she was getting into, because Lacey is now on a fertility journey of in vitro. And oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so she's being very open about her experience. It's very interesting for somebody who's typically so holistic into supplements now doing like, you know, having to do with the hormones and, but she's having a really positive experience. Cool Good. to watch. Um, but Alyssa Vitti on this podcast talks about intermittent fasting. She talks about like, she talks a lot about the biohacking community. Which they didn't really get into intermittent fasting. They didn't. Okay. Well, they they do mention it actually. Okay. And then I listened to the, I guess also because I've listened to, I've then listened to, what's his name? The doctor. Dr. Walter Longo. Okay. Dr. Walter Longo. I also listened to him on the Goop podcast, which just aired, I believe, like right after this. Yeah. So I listened to the podcast and then watched this. Yes. But I couldn't even finish the podcast. I did finish it. Okay. And what I felt like was Alyssa Vitti brings up the point that like, intermittent fasting works extremely well once a woman is out of her menstrual years. And so I can't speak to Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't know if she's had her tubes. I don't know if she has, she menstruates. I don't know her experience, but she's the one who they chose to do the uh, fasting. And Mm -hmm. she was like, it absolutely will bring down, Alyssa Vitti says, it absolutely will bring down your age biomarkers if you do intermittent fasting after you've gone through uh, menopause. Okay. If you're in your in a menopausal state. because hormonally you're because you're okay. hormonally level, but yeah. she talks about why it's uh, it's like beating your head against a wall for women who are younger, who are especially in their cycling. like chi- cycling and in your childbearing years, mm-hmm. who trying to do this. So I did think like, hey, that's worth a listen. But then to of course I love the idea of like doing a five day fast and then like doing it three times a year. Like that's a great that is so sounds awesome. Yeah, and like even when Gwyneth was like, oh, I'm dying, but then her husband was like, actually, like you're doing better than you have on these yeah. other things. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. In the pod, when I was listening to the, when I was listening to the podcast episode with Dr. Longo, I was like sold because again, I've just been listening to the the new Bulletproof book. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm really, and this, I've had like three or four people kind of like really lose like a lot of weight or like get a lot of wellness from fasting that are like close to me. So I've been, I was like pretty, again, not against it, but just like turned off by it for me because I was breastfeed, pregnant, postpartum breastfeeding yeah. over the last few years. And so it hasn't been until the beginning of the year where I was like, something's going to change. I'm going to try fasting. And fasting was, it's super easy yeah, for me I to agree. do. Um, it's simple, but I did not experience any results. And I 
felt like I was beating my head against the wall. Uh And so I was like, well, screw it. I'm just going to start eating breakfast again. Like this is pointless. It's point. I'm not, I'm eating way less calories in the day and not seeing any change. Then this isn't the, like, I just feel like you should feel better when you're trying something. And after a while, if you don't experience some sort, then it's not for you at that point. So I think the biggest takeaway and the thing that I think is the most interesting is the pescatarian diet with them. But he recommends only uh, fish two times a week. Yeah. And as somebody who's been dabbling in and out in the last year and really having pretty good results when I'm doing a mostly plant-based diet, mm-hmm. which it's like, I I have always hesitated to say that. I have always hesitated to believe that as the healthiest diet. And I thought it made a great point of like how he says, even on the podcast, you can be vegan. You just have to yeah. be super, super vigilant. Yeah. And I think- and for, I think you can be like, in he, yeah, he said you can do it. You can do it for period. And like, I think everybody knows, and maybe you've also experienced it yourself. Like there, there comes a point of, of sickness being a, a vegetarian or a vegan where you're like, you can hit a wall yeah, and that is data. It doesn't mean you have to stop. No. It just means you have to shift. shift. And so yeah. it's sort of like you being like really vigilant in yeah. it. And I thought, you know, when I was watching them do the diets and you can tell like this woman, she clearly has like a very young child. Like she's like, you, her life seemed a little bit chaotic. And when it showed- And food is hard when your life is there. And food is hard when yeah. your life is there. And being a vegan is hard because you have to be diligent on top as well as like, you have to take a B12 and there's certain supplements yeah. that, you know, are required. You have to. And so- it showed her eating like, like I felt bad. Cause I was like, if this is like this, it's only a sample size of what she may have eaten in that week. But it was also like a frozen pizza and a, uh, it was like a, a smoothie with granola on top. So it's like, yeah, you're probably not that's getting the, the whole, kind of vegetarian. I was, and, when I, and that's yeah. the thing. And that's where, yeah. that's what it's easy to do because it's yeah. like, well, if I eat an acai bowl and it's like, well, wait, you've got to eat some of the spinach that has like some protein and some things that maybe mm-hmm. like don't appeal to you right away and aren't quick and easy. Like, to, you know, maybe but it any, is, but like literally, literally any diet, quote unquote diet, you can, you can make healthful or you can make it like lacking nutrients. Yes. There's, I mean, there's yes. any approach to and it. So, but it seemed like that to me. So I yeah. didn't think it gave vegan a real fair shake in, for, in terms of like the goop episode. Like it, it really felt like a prolonged pitch and the other, yes. the podcast did too. And yes. I was like, I was sold. And I still think like, it's very intriguing, but I'll tell you what and I think that Gwyneth Paltrow really did have the same into, like response is like to have reconstituted soup, like astronaut food yeah. doesn't feel like a healthful experience. Like yeah. what I want to do is make the soup in my house. Yeah. Now there's a question of access, right? Like if, if I give you this box and you do it, I can guarantee certain results. Yeah. It, but like I, if you're going to make your own soup, I can't guarantee that. So it's interesting, but that's like, I listened to the podcast and I like was on this like prolonged rabbit hole. And then I, I didn't even know that there was, he was going to be in yeah, the, episode in the episode on Netflix. And so I was like, oh, this is awesome. And I mean, I think that there's, I think it's intriguing and I think there's something to it. Um, I really like the idea of like my genetic markers and my, le- that, that like lifespan stuff expanding. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> Dave Asprey gets really into it yeah. with his latest book. It's so good. And it it makes you think like, what if we could live to be 120 or he wants to live to be 180? Right. If that's what's going to happen, like I want to be on a side of science and a side of wellness where like I'm extending my life in my 40s, 50s, 60s, 80s versus like extending my life 
at like 120. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I get yeah. to choose, that's what I want to do. So I'm really intrigued by some of this stuff. But to your point, like I don't necessarily know if it's made for me, like a, yeah. a 34 year old woman who may or may not have another baby, like is right. breastfeeding, like all of the cycling, like all of the it's things. It's really interesting. Yeah. It really is. I think the science is sound, but uh, Alyssa Vitti made the point. She actually talked about statistically how many of these studies have been done on women mm-hmm. and it's none. You can't. It's none. And, the, and yeah. it's exactly what you said. You can't because they have the variable of the cycle. And like, and what if you were just going to, so like, say I wanted to enroll in a study. Are you breastfeeding? Yep. Okay. You're out. You know, yeah, it's just well, like, they, they can't do it. Yeah. What phase of your cycle are you in? Yeah. Which is a question yeah. none of us are asking yeah. ourselves. Are you going to, are you going to conceive in the next two yeah, years? So while I'm, we're studying I'm you? definitely going to read her new book, yeah. which is the, t- it's, it's about the cycling and I've okay. dabbled in it before, but I've never fully committed. Like y'all mm-hmm. know when we first were doing the podcast, I was doing that, but I was also doing a hundred days of these hundred day challenges, yeah. which were not aligned with what Alyssa Vitti says. 2019 was the year of challenge. It was. And so struggle, the struggle. And so the, I'm going to read that book. Cause I think that's really interesting. What did you think about their facial work okay so i guess it was about longevity because they did play with that so that was the other but i don't know how longevity i mean some of those are that's not looking good while yeah. you're yeah. living long which i mean again dave asprey talks about that in his book and yeah. he talks about the vampire facial he also talks about like keeping his hair looking good because he's like if i you know vanity plays a point it plays a part in like how you feel about yourself and how you right. feel about yourself plays a part in how long you're going to live and how vibrant you're going to be. So I, I mean, I think I would do that vampire facial. Oh yeah. My mom does them all the time. But microneedling, I mean, she's a esthetician and so she can do them even on herself. So it's like nice. But a lot of my clients, she do, like draws her own plasma out or whatever. Uh, the, and you, like spins the it. way they do it is they, they, you can do it where it's the plasma from your arm. But a lot of times what you'll see people do is the platelets from your actual like face, like where they do the microneedling. And then you'll see, like, you've probably seen, there's this picture that started the whole vampire facial trend. And I know like Barbara Sturm, who I believe is the original vampire facial or she's the originator of this technique. Okay. Drawing the plasma. Uh, she really does not like when people do this, but there you've seen like, there's a picture of Kim Kardashian with like actual blood all over her face. You're actually supposed to separate it. So it's a clear liquid. It's the plasma that goes through a centrifuge. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they did in the episode. And they did that in the episode. Yeah. And that's what like, but yeah, my mom does that. They did that. I mean, I didn't get the sense that Gwyneth Paltrow thought it was like, an amazing facial. She was like, yeah, I felt good. But I mean, she's what coming heard from like tip- such a good baseline anyway. Sure. And who knows what she, who knows if I she's done this before or what, what she regularly what does. her like protocol I know is. what I have heard about the microneedling and the facials is that typically they're sold in packages. It takes a few times. Yeah. But what you're actually doing that is long-term better than say just like injecting your skin with filler is um, you're actually contributing to your collagen. That's what it's long-term. for. Long-term. Yeah. Versus like when you're doing filler, you stop- you're stretching your skin and underneath, once that's gone, that filler's dissolved, your skin is still stretched. So mm. you are not doing yourself a lot of favors in that front. So I think in terms of like longevity, if mm-hmm. you're looking for- If you're planning on living a really long time, like, yeah. I think it's, to- a, I'll definitely probably do one in the next year. I think that, um, I mean, we've talked about gua sha before. I would have yeah. loved for them to have included that instead of the threading. Yeah. That like was- the Euro threads are neat. Um, okay. And they, and they actually- That felt too woo for me. They're, they're really sciencey. I feel like, because well, like, I whatever, mean, too out there. Too out there. I mean, I would definitely do the Euro threads. You would? Yeah. The, um, they, they build your collagen long-term. They can take, they can last for up to five years. I mean, they, I guess I would do it if you did it first. Oh, but I, I will say my girl, who's my facialist, who does like 
work like that. She has always expressed it to me as like a gentle injection that just like a gentle, tiny thread that pulls your skin but up. watching it. But watching it, I was like, ooh. It looks a little like looked, science fiction. Like, but like watching it, anything. It had noises that ooh. made me uncomfortable. So yeah. I wonder what like... But it looked good. Yeah, but I wonder what the span of time was that between and like I would I would love to know like did they stick with it? Did they like keep doing whatever modality they did? Well, the Euro thread it's it's like a five year thing. Oh, so okay. So it, we'll have to it's check like back you put in it five in. Years. You put it in and it dissolves over time, but it actually increases your elasticity in mm-hmm. that space. So it's like preventative, like do aging. Do you use those um the new face thing? I do. do you know I do. I, lo- I got one for Christmas and I'm obs- the big one or the little the one? big one I got okay. because it has you can put different heads on it. But the girls who have done facials with for years have always used that in my facial. Mm. And if you've ever had it done, a new face is a microcurrent device, really wonderful. Um, and it can push, it pushes the microcurrent through your face and lifts your face. So it gives you a bit of a Botox effect. Um, it is short term, like you have to do it daily to see the results, but the results yeah. last but between like 24 and 48 hours, I'd say. Um, the longer you do it, the longer your results are going to last, but they are going to fade if you stop doing it. But as somebody who like really enjoys doing gua sha or spending that time on myself, and gua sha really can do some of this too, yeah. just in terms of lymphatic drainage and fluid. The microcurrent is an actual electric pulse, which pushes through your face. You can't do this if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, but it um, y- you can do one side of your face you got to do the other side because you will be lopsided. Like mm. it lifts your brow like fully up. It mm. um, And that's a lot of times to sell the device, what the practitioners just will do, do one for half, you. Yeah. They'll show you one half and you're like, Oh God, I've got yeah. to have that. So yeah. um, I'll put in the show notes, Whirl, which I've mentioned before. Um, she did on Instagram, she did like a, IGTV of the new face of the new face um, and why she loves it. And she has the big and the little, and she does a really good job explaining like what you just did. So if anybody's interested, they can check it out. Yeah. I mean, I really haven't, I mean, I get facials occasionally and I just haven't like gone into, we've talked about this, like my, my skincare life that much, like the long-term stuff, but it's very intriguing. And I think from watching that, it made me want to like sign up for a package of gua sha with my my facials yeah. with, at Calm Austin because she does it. She loves it. I can tell she loves it. I love it. But she says like if you read her website, it's best experienced on a monthly basis. And like it would be cool. I don't know when, maybe not this year, but like to just really set out to do like a full year yeah. of a Actually, regular thing. My girls at Potion are going to do a class um, oh, cool. to teach you how to do your own. And I signed up for that because I'm like, I love the idea of like getting in the, t- but sh- because my girl Val posted a picture of herself that oh. of her doing the gua sha and what, I mean, she looks so unreal. Her face is so toned. And she talks a lot about like, we work so much with retinol and all these things to tighten and do the skin. What's but underneath? if you're not making your face lifted and like all this stuff underneath, what are we doing it for? And it's like, okay. Yeah, like, I mean, I it's totally putting lotion that. on and or I can do, like lifting weights. Yeah, like, and so I can do the gua sha like, you know, I think pretty regularly. I, I'm interested in doing the class and seeing like, I, I want somebody to like go over it with me. So I like the idea of like, instead of me just watching YouTube and like hoping I'm doing it right and it feels the right way, like having a little coaching in it. Yeah. So I'm excited to do that. So after watching this longevity episode, like what are you going to change your diet? Or you said you've pretty much been eating this way anyway, or how do you feel? Like, do you, did it sell you? I mean, yeah, it definitely like made me, I, I think how I've been feeling was like, I'm really intrigued by the plant-based diet. I mm-hmm. find it a bit of a commitment to go fully that way sure. because I think like, okay, I've got to supplement B12. So the idea of like meat twice a week and like finding like an meat. ethically sourced meat, like I think, I think they said pescatarian. Sure. But they didn't do 
that did they do a diet that no, had any didn't. other meat? They did not. No. And so I think for me, it's Just like, like, um, and like, eat, like something natural pastured. once or twice a week. If yeah. I'm going to choose to eat meat and maybe I do pescatarian. I, I haven't, I like fish too, so I don't care, <laughs> but it's like, you know, I like the idea of like, okay, well, twice a week I get to incorporate this into my diet, but yeah. for the majority I'm eating plant-based and, yeah. and I like that idea. So I probably it's, will do that. Like your household on board with that? Like yeah. when you're feeding Nathan Nathan struggles with like, well, Wilder's really not picky and he he eats mostly plant-based, I guess. Yeah, he really does. He's, see. He does. Um, and then Nathan, he, it's like sometimes we both have had fails where it's like, this was not filling and this wasn't satisfying and like it really wanting you know it I, to have meat. Yeah, I have like, there's definitely like a mental hang up about that. I think for a lot of people with like meat and potatoes being like, the primary, like that's like what you can consider a right. meal. But I've been wondering lately, like, do I need to get all of my satisfaction from food? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. Do I you mean, know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. I mean, I've been questioning that. And so I think like just watching like Gwyneth Paltrow, who doesn't need to not eat for five days, but watching her like go through that and her saying at the end, like, oh, I feel pretty good. Like, I just think that like we, we in our everyday, you and I, aren't in a position where we're like having to go hungry very much. Yeah. And like, I, I really think I do. I think I find my best physical results when I really take emotion out of food. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I'm somebody who definitely derives a lot of satisfaction and emotion from food and bagel joy. Bites on your birthday. Yeah. Bagel bites on my birthday. Um, and I'm definitely somebody who really is satisfied by that. But I think when I find I'm at my healthiest is actually when I treat it more like a utilitarian thing that has to be like this, um, That's like interesting. that is just like, this is what you eat for lunch and this is what you do. And this is going to serve you best. And this is actually going to make you feel best. I find that like my energy soars and I, it's yeah. like, but I've taken a lot of the guesswork away and I've yeah. taken a lot of the joy away. Um, yeah. That's so tricky though, because yeah. you also like want food to be like a spiritual but connection. I think, but I think it's like, do I need that spiritual connection every day? No. And it's sort of like, maybe, maybe the balance is like the, you know, for one meal a week when I get my meat and I get to do, and you know, it's maybe that 80, 20 rule of like yeah. on the weekend we do whatever. And, sure. um, and maybe it is a little bit of that, but I do find like my best physical results are when I just like take the guesswork away and I make it, um, I take the joy out and I make it more of just like a, this is what we eat for lunch. Well, you're making a case here. for the, the astronaut food in that. A little bit. That is the case for it. And I mean, you can't argue with their their little like blood work. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I thought I so know. too. Okay, so the next one was the energy one. This is my favorite one. Okay. Um, I just loved this. I think if you're like, not, I think this is just a good woo-woo episode that like is hard to argue. pretty woo. Because if you see somebody's hands, like somebody is face down on a bed. You don't think they were making it up, Jordan? I mean, how could they be? Do you? No, I mean, no, I don't. I really believe in this yeah, stuff. Yeah, But the like... Julian Huff, the dancer, yeah. like I was like, that might have been a little exaggerated. Like there's a question in my brain of like, well, yeah. if you're already dancerly and like somebody's like yanking on your arm, like you could just give it a flourish. Like I felt like her, her movements looked so much better than other people. Sure. I'm sure there was part of that. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. That, I thought but that that's too. like, I'm being super judgy and I'm also like acknowledging it that that was like my initial reaction. But then I was like, but that is her healing yeah. in an expression of her body. So it was like, it just brought up like a lot of like interesting thoughts for me. I mean, I definitely I like, felt like it that was is pretty out there. Pretty. I felt like it was hard, pretty hard evidence that it works when he was like, his hand was like four feet 
from Elise Lunan. I know. And he was like underneath the bed where she can't see that. She does. She has her eyes are closed. She doesn't know what she's doing. And he, as he's lifting his hands, her body is moving the same distance. Agreed. And, so, but and what, so felt, what's actually like healing in that? That was the thing I think I was lacking an understanding of is like, I totally think he has magical yeah. powers. But like, what's the... Well, I guess they were saying that the trauma is stored inside of the body. Which, okay. like, if you've ever watched the Heal documentary on Netflix, they talk a lot about that. There's different <laughs> modalities uh, to get into that. I mean, even somewhat um, Louise Hay, mm-hmm. who, who I've now been like reading and listening to, um, who I think is the basis for Lacey Phillips' work. Uh, Lacey Phillips' work, or if you have like tapping EFT, like mm-hmm. a lot of people do that sort of work, which is like to um it's to release release energy energy. and same for like you know meditation or yoga or like different things that incorporate like parts of the body yeah so i guess just the idea is that like you have this other person who's able to like tap into the areas of your body like louise hay has a book called um you can heal your body and each each part of our body is stored to a different emotion which Mm -hmm. it sounded like when he was speaking he would say stuff like you know, there was one girl who couldn't sleep at night and felt yeah. like she had like anxiety, like weighing on her chest and all this. And he was like, yeah, this is stored in like your heart. And um, he could kind of feel that. It seemed like he had a very yeah. big idea of where in your body you were storing that and mm-hmm. then to move it through, to flow it through almost the same way your lymph system works and how like if you're doing gua sha or you're doing something where you're uh, pushing like physical matter through yeah. to drain like a massage it's like yeah. a massage he's doing that with the energetic matter and it seemed like he had a lot of like louise hayes book would probably be a good one to pick up if you're wondering like about like physical parts of your body yeah. you have and i thought it was so interesting because like nathan and i actually both have shoulder stuff which like mine is a lot from uh hair use yeah and his is from like computer work but also it talked about feeling like the weight of the world is on your shoulders which mm-hmm. i know is like a uh, like in Louise Hay's book, which I know is a feeling for Nathan. So like that, that, that I want that done to me. I want him to do it. And I, I just thought like now I'm so much, I want to be more attuned to what parts of my body store what and why yeah. and what that means for like my energetic healing and what I should focus on. So I loved it. Well, his name is Dr. John Amaral and you can take a free seven day challenge on his website. I'm going to do that. It says go from flat. It says go from flight or fight to flow in seven days. So that sounds like who doesn't want that? It's free. And he's got an episode on Bulletproof Radio um, that we haven't listened to. So we're going to listen to that. I liked it. I'm not saying that I didn't like it. I thought it was like really magical. I think when I've overheard, when I've had like conversations or told people like, oh, we're going to break down the goop show. People have been like, wow, that's out there. They're talking about this episode or the next one, which we'll get into. These are my two favorites. But you know, I think there's a lot of power and magic and like science that we haven't been able to prove yet in all of this. I was just wanting more like, maybe I just wasn't paying attention. I don't know. I just didn't feel like the story was there in terms of like what the results were afterwards. Like I know that Julian Huff like goes to him frequently. I know he has a big following. I I liked when he worked on Gwyneth. I think it's the physical healing is what they were kind of saying. Like like Gwyneth is having trouble sleeping. Yeah. So he comes in and he's able to see where in her body she's storing what and why sort of. Yeah. And then as he- get it out. And as he gets it out, guess what? She's going to sleep like a baby. She feels well rested. She feels energized. Mm. So he's 
he's making it. So it's it, not different than like my, me going to acupuncture. No, it's kind of the it's same, the same thing. And, yeah. and, and, and the way yeah. he's talking about it is the same too, yeah. because he says it's the meridians and yeah. it's the energy and yeah. that makes perfect sense. And it's, it's a four foot radius around your body. Yeah. So it's not just like, it's much, probably much easier for them to be like boop with a needle and be yeah. like, we're tapped in. Whereas what he's doing, it seems so out there because he's like a little bit above your body. It's yeah. not touching but you. But it's basically but the, it's same the same thing. Because I mean, same. when my acupuncturist is putting needles in, she she thinks she's in the right spot. She doesn't really know. Yeah. Like, everybody's anatomy inside is like slightly different. Yeah. Um, well, I went and saw Mood by Moss and did oh, yeah. her energy healing. So Carrie from Mood by Moss um, has, she does aura portraits is like one of the main things that she's known for, but she also does gemstone healing. And she has a new package where you go in and you get your aura portrait taken. And then she does like a chakra healing energy yeah. alignment thing. It was really woo. It was? It was the wooest thing I've ever done. Really? Yeah. It was okay. super woo. And I had like, again, it was kind of the same thing in terms of like my brain chattering a little bit about the episode of like, what is what is actually happening and what are they filming yeah. and all that. It was like similar. The aura portrait was like my favorite picture I've taken, I think so far. Oh, I love it's that. so good. I'll share it. Um, and so she took the picture and then we kind of like, and I've had like, I've taken like eight aura portraits. Yeah. <laughs> I've taken a lot. Um, but then she like sat me down and she worked on my chakras off body pretty much. Yeah. Um, with wand, wooden wands yeah. and like circular. So that's like what Stacey Davenport. I don't know who I was is. telling you in the last episode oh, who yeah. goes to milk and honey and she clears the energy. She uses the wand. Like gemstone yes, therapy. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, but she did it on my body and she like checked all my chakras first. She checked what colors they were giving out to see if they were uh, and calling in to see if they were aligned with like what they should be. So like some of my chakras were asking and putting out the wrong colors. So then she fixed those by putting like aura sprays on Ooh, the chakras okay. and like fixing, like aligning the colors. Then after that, she goes through the chakras and um, looks for leaks. And so any of the leaks that I had, she repaired with, again, the wand and the gemstones. And then after that, she checked the aura feel of the aura, like of each one. She checked yeah. the field and the shape and the size. Um, but it was out there. It was really out there. Yeah. And, the, and the conclusion, she did like a really cool like prayer meditation wrap up yeah. where we were like thanking the the entities in the room and we were connecting to the different dimensions of me and my spirit guides and it yeah that was probably my favorite part but I really did feel like I was like at the chakra chiropractor yeah and I was like just trying I don't know I was thinking a lot about that episode too and just how it's all connected and how there is so much more to us than like we're all energy yeah. and it feels like I'm a distinct thing because you can see like where your fingertip ends, but that isn't actually like the reality of right. how matter works. So I don't know. It's like, I don't think that I am, I'm not like skeptical about it. I'm really into all yeah. this stuff, but I feel outmatched in terms of my level of knowledge. Like I just, I feel like there's like so much to it that I don't understand or I don't know. Yeah. And that can be for me like a little like, ooh. I yeah, I guess I don't know. I just felt like I want that done to me. That's like <laughs> the like, immediate. Me up. It was. It was definitely my immediate feeling. And then the idea of I've wanted wanting to be a more integrated and connected person. And we talk so much about like we do this episode on the body and we do an episode on this, you know, and and making it more of this holistic actual thing to where it's like, okay, 
you might have some stored up thing. Like, you know, even as I was like reading areas of that, like of Nathan that are hurting and like, mm-hmm. you know, like his, a sense of overwhelm. And then it's like your shoulders. And I was like, oh, wow. Like that's such an interesting, like the Louise Hay stuff is new to me and so interesting. And I can't believe that I've never dabbled and this yeah. really got me into that. So I'm like happy to finally be exploring that. Um, so I love this episode. And then last but not least was the intuition episode and we just did our intuition episode but what did you think about this one i loved it okay i love this one too yeah and laurelyn jackson i loved her on the goop podcast however long ago that was she's author of the book signs which i haven't read read yeah i think it would be a really good book um it was amazing i was crying within like the first 10 minutes of this one i just feel like it's so magical, like so magical that she's like, everybody can do this and we all have access to it. And I think some people, you know, it's like anything, like some people are superstars and some people are Olympic athletes. And and I think she is that in this realm, but it just because, you know, somebody can get a gold medal in, in running doesn't mean that we can't run, you know, like my legs, my legs can run. Yeah. It's just, I'm not going to be an Olympian at it. So it was like really cool to just see her, practice her gifts, but then also like share and teach with people. Yeah, I, thought that I was mean, cool. when she read the producer in the room, <gasps> that was like, well, like there's that one girl who's the skeptic who yeah. I, to, I mean, honestly felt frustrated with like throughout the episode. I was like, how fascinating that somebody's going to like, I mean, I guess it doesn't, but you, I think you don't have to be in the goop world into stuff. Or, and it seemed like she wanted to, but she was like waiting. I didn't think she did wanted to. I, <laughs> the energy I felt from her was that she did not want to. And she was like, I'm open. This is just like She's a like, micro- I'm, I'm open. And it was like, no, you're not. Like, obviously you're not. This is like a perfect example of just like you and I and how we're different. I'm like, no, I think she wanted to. And you're like, no, she wasn't. Like, <laughs> I, Well, I feel like if she wanted to, she it would she would have been open to it. I don't I think there's something there where she like was like blocked from it. Mm. Um because obviously like she was and she was like, yeah. But I love the way Laurelyn Jackson approached it. She was like, you shouldn't be trying to make this work. Like it yes. will work. Yes. You, you, it oh, will I agree. come to you. I agreed with everything she was telling yeah. the girl. But you yeah. could you could feel the girl's frustration and you could feel well, the girl's really, annoyance. But how frustrating and annoying would it be if you were skeptical and somebody yes. and she's reading somebody across the room. So like But I loved how they played. Played. I loved how it they so I good. loved how it went because it, you're watching it felt really behind the scenes because you're watching and you feel so uncomfortable because you're, this woman is doing this reading that doesn't relate at all and you're like God she is pulling these things out of her yeah, butt and, and they're and just like not connecting what a professional to be like to still go with it and her like she maintained like a lot of patience and then it just like it unfolded in such a cool I way. I love that. And then that producer yeah. is literally like shaking crying yeah. like I mean how magical for her and then how magical was the whole thing about the oh. one girl in the class who yes. was able to read for like the this, picture this of the picture. dog. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. beautiful. I mean, it was so like crazy. So on point. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I can't remember now why I was crying at the beginning, but I was like boohooing and immediately Marco Polo and my friend Christy was like, you have to watch this episode. I bet she just, loved it. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's really into the science book. Um, It's just like, yeah, I think that, me wanting more connection to like magic and wonder. It just really spoke to me and it made me want to read her book for sure. Yeah, like that too. was my main takeaway was like, I think I would, out of all of the episodes, that's the one I would rewatch if I just needed like yeah. a feeling of a good feeling. And then I definitely want to check out that book. I wonder if she reads it on Audible. I don't know. That's a good question. I love an author read yeah, book. Yeah, me too. 
It's my favorite thing. Even though not, I mean, there aren't that many authors that are like great readers, professional voiceover people. You know what I mean? Like I'm listening to a book right now that's about habits. It's called Tiny Habits and the, the author reads it. And he had like a voice problem his whole life, like a major, major issue, like where he was like, his register was super, super high. And so the intro of the audiobook is not in the book. And he was like, I had to train for this. Like it's been my whole life. And I really wanted to. And Audible said no the first time. And I had to audition against other voice actors. And then he got it, which like that level of like vulnerability, like bought me in so much. Like I was like, now I'm going to listen to your book and I'm going to freaking love it because that's like so cool. That is cool. So anyways, well, we have gone so deep and we have talked forever. So I really hope that if you're still with us, that you have appreciated this deep dive into goop. Are they going to do a second season? Do we know? Uh, I don't know. I think they'll have to wait to see. I would line up I would watch. Yeah, I'll watch for sure. I mean, who knows? I think it's like they got to see how many people watch and yeah. if they're going to order more. And I'm sure they have, they must have some sort of an end because, um, you know, Timothy Caulfield, who did that show that I mentioned before yeah. that was very anti this, his show was produced by Netflix and removed by Netflix. Oh, so it's not there? It does not exist. <gasps> and and he, somebody mentioned it on, they said, do you think that because the Goop show is coming to Netflix on his Instagram, that that's why you got removed. You got removed. Yeah, and he it said, could have been a clause. And he said that I can't say for sure, but um, but I'm assuming it was. So wow, really interesting. I didn't get to watch it. I know, and it, and it was good. It really it was. was. It was well done and but good. But it's kind of, I mean, I don't want to like be mean, but it is kind of antagonistic to make your work anti one person. It, it isn't. Specific. But I guess there's a lot. He of He mentions her. It's it's mentioned. I mean, it just, doesn't he have a whole book about it? He does. But the, but this is her name in the sub her, in the book. Okay, in one of his books, okay. many books that he's okay. written. But I think more or less on the TV show, while they reference it quite a lot, and I think it was like I mean, he, Shaman Durek was on an episode. Like they have all sorts of different practitioners oh. and people that he involves in on each, the Netflix show. Yeah, Shaman the, was on it. Yeah, on the oh, Tim Caulfield one. I missed it. And um, and it talks. You know, he's open. He experiences stuff, and some of it he says, like, you know, Reiki and whatnot. But I just thought it was interesting that it's gone. So yeah. I would bet they have a, another I, one coming. I bet there's another season yes. in there. That's what I would think. Come back, Goop. Well, I think that was um, a good way to wrap up today's conversation. And we want to extend an, our gratitude and appreciation for everyone who was part of the process in making this Goop show happen because it was so good. And I don't know, like, what a time to be alive. Gwyneth Paltrow and everything they're doing at Goop is so inspiring and expanding to both of us. I mean, like we're super fans. (laughs) (laughs) We would love to hear your thoughts on today's episode, especially since this kind of in-depth recap and review is a new thing for us. Let us know what resonates from today and if there's any topics you want to request for the future. We'll be back next week for a conversation about everyday manifesting. See you then. Bye. Thank you, friends, for listening. Please connect with us at thatsprettywoo.com and on Instagram at thatsprettywoo. Make sure you subscribe to catch next week's episode and share our pod with anyone you know who's into stuff. That's That's Pretty pretty woo. Woo.